Ambulance! 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 The voice you just heard belongs to DJ Switch, a popular Nigerian musician. She went live to her nearly 800,000 Instagram followers on Tuesday from the site of a protest against police brutality in the Nigerian city of Lagos. That protest at a busy Lagos toll gate was just one of many that have erupted across Nigeria over the last few weeks, with demonstrations in the capital Abuja, in Ibadan, and Abia State. They're all part of a youth-led movement demanding an end to police violence, and specifically to Nigeria's special anti-robbery squad, commonly known as SARS. So what did it take to push young Nigerians to create this movement? And what do they expect to see next? I'm Malika Bilal, and this is The Take. The movement to end SARS has been headline news many times over the last month. Maybe you've seen one of the many celebrity tweets about the massive protests, like this one from Manchester United football player Odian Jude Igalo. I can't keep quiet anymore for what is going on back home in Nigeria. I would say Nigerian government, you guys are ashamed to the world. Maybe you heard about SARS on October 20th, when DJ Switch went live at Lekki Tollgate. As witnesses say, armed security forces shot into a crowd of protesters who defied around-the-clock curfew. Everybody, look at this. These are the bullets that were falling. They were falling by our side that were, were dodging bullets. After the shooting on Tuesday night, we reached out to Nigerians who've been participating in the movement. Several have seen and experienced harassment from SARS with their own eyes. And they told us how this movement has created a moment of reckoning for Nigeria's government. We heard from Victoria. I've never seen more unity in Nigeria since I was born till this protest. Saidu. The police that is meant to protect the people is actively working against the people. Halima. I felt compelled to do more, to feel. I wanted to see, to fight. Chidi. People are coming together to see enough is enough. And many, many others who shared what it's been like on the ground in Nigeria during the last two weeks of sustained protests. Several of them said they feared for their safety by participating in these protests. So we've hidden some identifying information and distorted some of their voices. The movement to disband Nigeria's special anti-robbery squad picked up momentum on social media this month with the spread of the street protests. But the push to end the federal policing unit has been going on for a lot longer than that. I have been involved in the NSAS protests for about three years. The trigger was when I had to hold the dead woman in my arms. She was shot and killed by SARS. I joined the protest in 2017 for the first time because I was tired. I've been harassed several times by these SARS officials. The first protest I went, I met a guy there that lost his mother to these people. She was just a petty trader on the roadside, trying to put bread on the table. SARS was created in 1984 to deal with armed robbery and fraud. But Nigerians say the unit hurts far more than it protects. Amnesty International has documented widespread abuse, including torture and extrajudicial killings from SARS. 
But Nigerians don't need a report to confirm the unit's reputation. They're known for harassing the country's youth. And it seems like everyone has a story. A lot of people have been affected by this gang of misfits. And people have been harassed multiple times. I joined the protest because I know how many lives have been lost to police officers harassing unsuspecting individuals. There are too many cases that I can recount here. I think the NSAS movement has grown so large so rapidly because most Nigerians, if not all Nigerians, could actually relate to. So even people that are not actively protesting know the essence of why we are protesting. So when a video went viral earlier this month, allegedly showing a SARS officer shooting a young man in Nigeria's Delta state, people had already had enough. There may have been fears protests against police brutality in Nigeria would fizzle out within a week. But the team behind NSARS UK say they are prepared for the long run. A campaign that started online is still very much active, both on the streets and on social media, with people now demanding the release of arrested protesters and justice for deceased victims. They say until all of their demands are met, the unrest, the protests will continue. After a week of protests, the government said they dismantled the unit. Here's Mohamed Adamu, the Nigerian Inspector General of Police, making the announcement. The Special Anti-Robbery Squad of the Nigerian Police, otherwise known as SARS, is hereby dissolved. But activists were still wary. They've heard some very similar things, like this in January of 2019. The operation of the Special Anti-Robbery Squad which is currently centralized at the first sequiters, is hereby decentralized. This time around, Adamu said that SARS had been abolished, but that the officers were being redeployed to other units. And then he announced a new unit, a special weapons and tactics team, to take over the function of SARS. That gave protesters pause, so they've continued to demand accountability. The government has already spent years promising to reform SARS, but Nigerians say they haven't seen change. Nigerians are being murdered, raped, robbed, harassed by these officers, and we just want to see our government take action, not set up a new unit and call it SWAT. We've been complaining and nothing has been done. Every day we tell you, we're reforming them, we're reforming them. Nothing has been done. These people have killed nothing less than thousands of Nigerian youths, and they are still killing us, day in, day out. Day in, day out, they are still killing us. So people have remained in the streets, continuing to make their other demands, including justice for the victims and an end to police brutality. The people we spoke with told us that while SARS is the spark to these protests, the general conditions have been the kerosene. People are now demanding better governance. And at these protests, they've watched young people organize and take care of each other, filling in the gaps where they say their government has failed. Although NSAS is the face of the movement, it is birthed from so many other injustices that the youth have faced every single day. The youth are indeed a force to be reckoned with. I saw organization, I saw efficiency, transparency, unity. With the youths, I saw defiance and I saw pain. I've seen a lot of things, mostly positive things. For example, how we as young people could come together and demand for positive change. 
Nigerians want better governance across the board. 2020 has been a tough year for Nigerians beyond police brutality, which is obviously the core focus of these, this NSARS movement, but also high unemployment, many people out of school, the economy in ugh, a recession, deep-rooted corruption, lack of resources, lack of healthcare, lack of electricity. You know, in Nigeria, you are your own government. Something that people have said is the youth have been so resilient because they've had to build every single structure and infrastructure by themselves. And the protests were sustained, even as activists were harassed, beaten, and killed at demonstrations. And then on October 20th, Witnesses say security forces fired into a crowd at Lekki Tollgate in Lagos, killing protesters. What started some days ago as a peaceful protest has turned into a Black Tuesday here at the Lekki Toll Plaza. We've spoken to so many eyewitnesses that are talking about CCTV cameras physically being removed from the toll gates and then lights being turned off. Now, disturbing pictures that you can see there of some persons shot and others injured. That day, the state imposed a sudden curfew, but people had gathered at the toll gate in defiance of the order. The people at the Lekki Toll decided that they were going to stay at the toll gate. They were going to sit down and wave the Nigerian flag and sing the Nigerian anthem. They were doing absolutely nothing beyond that. And they shot, they killed people. They didn't tear gas them. They didn't use water cannons. They shot at innocent, peaceful protesters at a toll gate, sitting down, waving the Nigerian flag and singing the Nigerian anthem. And we saw it all on social media. People around the world saw it too, especially the images of protesters holding the Nigerian flag covered in blood. If you go to Twitter now and go to check the hashtag NSAS, you will see the Nigerian flag trending, drenched in the blood of Nigerian youths. You know, that picture that has gone viral is always going to be remembered through time of the Nigerian flag covered in blood is a key example of the fact that our lives didn't matter. Now, tensions are still high and many are fearful. No one knows when the curfew will end or how the protests will be resolved. But Nigerians say, no matter what, they will continue to demand justice. Last night, I lost my sense of fear. I'm like every Nigerian youth out there right now who is willing to get out and be heard against all odds. Read my lips, against all odds. But now with this massacre that has happened, things have changed, a whole lot of things have changed. It is obvious that the government does not care about us. It is obvious that the authorities do not value our lives. So we are getting back to the drawing boards to add more to our demands because this impunity, this impunity has to end. I do not want the movement to lose momentum. We are fed up. A new day has come. Change and accountability are necessary. We want justice for all the lives that were lost on October 20th, 2020. We want justice for all the lives that were lost every day before then. We just want to feel like we're also protected, not just by our Nigerian people, but also by the international public. And so for, I can say that on behalf of all the Nigerian youth, at least 
speaking for myself maybe as a Nigerian youth is I really hope that the international community supports us and doesn't let us down. Don't forget us. Don't stop talking about this because all we have right now is social media and all we have right now is believing in the support of the international community and believing in the support of Nigerians far and wide. So please don't abandon us. And that's The Take. This episode was produced by Oni Wohacha and Nagin Oliai with Priyanka Tilvey, Ney Alvarez, Dina Kisve, Alexandra Locke, Amy Walters, and me, Malika Bilal. Alex Roldan is the sound designer. Natalia Aldana is our engagement producer. Stacey Samuel is our executive producer. And Graylin Brashear is our head of audio. Special thanks to the many, many people who sent us voice notes for this episode. We weren't able to get them all in, but we listened to each and every one of them and appreciate you sharing them. We'll be back.